This Full Mount Lincoln Center episode is brought to you by The Worst Person in the World, Academy Award-nominated Best International Feature and Best Original Screenplay. Chronicling four years in the life of Julie, this modern story about the quest for love and meaning explores a young woman's navigation of the troubled waters of her personal and professional life. The Guardian hails the film as an instant classic. Watch The Worst Person in the World, now in theaters. Welcome to a new episode of the Film at Lincoln Center podcast. This week we're featuring a special talk between Juliette Binoche and Deborah Lucamuena from the 27th Rendezvous with French Cinema, moderated by FLC programmer Maddie Whittle. In a Rendezvous lineup that features an abundance of extraordinary performances from women, two names stand out. Juliette Binoche, a much-acclaimed icon of French and international cinema, anchoring new films from directors Claire Denis with Fire, and Emmanuel Carrier with Between Two Worlds, and Deborah Lucamuena, a singular talent and rising star who embodies the best of a new generation of young French actors, performing opposite Gerard Depardieu and Constance Meyer's Robust. Their conversation explores the two women's professional trajectories and creative influences, their philosophies and priorities in selecting new projects, and their respective relationships with the American film industry. Rendezvous with French Cinema continues to play in our theaters through March 13th. Explore the lineup and get tickets to the best contemporary French films at filmlink.org rdv22. Please join me in welcoming our guests, uh, the star of Robust, Deborah Lucamuena. And the star of Fire and Between Two Worlds, Juliette Binoche. Thank you both so much for joining us. Um, I since uh, Between Two Worlds and Robust have not yet screened for the audience, I, we won't get too into the particulars of either of those films. I'm more interested in uh, talking to you both about uh, your careers, your professional lives, your, your, uh, your artistic practice. And so we're uh, gonna start with those sort of broader topics and then if, if the conversation turns to the details of your films, we'll try not to spoil anything. Um, but so just to begin with, um, you're both uh, incredibly accomplished actors, uh, and at this moment in time, uh, both occupying a prominent place in French cinema, I would say. You both uh, are César Award winners, uh, and um, you've both joined us uh, at Rendezvous in past years, um, even if only on screen. Uh, and so I just want to ask you to begin by talking about how you approach the beginning stages of your work, how you each think about 
coming on board to a project, what factors go into the decision of, of roles that you want to take on, directors you want to work with? Um, um, first of all, thank you for everything. Uh, it's really a great honor of being sitting next to Juliette. And um, uh, my career is pretty short, <laughs> so my response will be really quick. But my way to approach thing, I think um, when I'm reading a screenplay or something, I just, I'm just asking myself, if I was an actress, will I go to the cinema to watch this story? How does it feel on me, on my skin? How I'm feeling while I'm reading it? And uh, this and the feeling I have with the director are the, the only details that made me choose or not a film. It's pretty simple because most of the time I choose film just for me, just for myself, just for the pleasure of being part of and telling this story. Uh, there are many factors. Hello, by the way. <laughs> uh, there are many factors. Uh, I think the love is uh, is the main one. Loving, uh, wanted to be inside of a story, wanted to be with uh, people you want to work with. So there's a uh, this kind of uh, need of uh, of sharing your life, <laughs> your emotions, your your, um, the questions of what it is to be a human being with other people, and uh, it 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 whether it's a big film or a smaller film, money-wise or you know it, it it never occurs to me that it's important. It's it's really what what's in, and and the the glue between people, <laughs> you know. Even though sometimes you don't know the the people, but you're going to be work, working with. But there's a uh, intuition, you know that there's something there you want to explore. Uh, I'm interested in the fact that, um, uh, Deborah, your, uh, both of the roles that you've uh, been featured in, that have featured in Rendezvous, uh, 2016's Divines and this year's Robust, uh, you've worked with new emerging filmmakers at the start of their feature filmmaking career. And Juliette, in your uh, early career, you had similarly worked with a, a number of filmmakers in the early stages of their career, many of whom now we know is quite established. Um, but is there something about uh, being sort of new in the field that draws you to those kinds of projects? Yeah, um, for me definitely, because it's such a privilege to witness the first creation of a director who waited so much time just to write a screenplay, just to get the fund for the film, and then finally doing it and witnessing it, it's so, um, it's a privilege because it's, there's a sort of, even on set, there's a sort of emergency that drives everyone. And uh, we're so lucky to have this. It's so important for the atmosphere, or for the way we're about to tell this story. And yes, I love supporting newcomers and, and, and new directors because I love the way they work. I love the way they're all passionate about, you know, for a first feature, every director I worked with, the, the, the film is, the, the filming is the only thing that matters for the short amount of time. Uh, so they posed everything around in their lives, and it's just 
the filming and it's so it's a privilege just to see it and it's so inspiring even for me because I don't want to disappoint them I just want to be like they are so that they, they give me so much power because there's this emergency they need to tell this story that's why I'm most of the time in first and second film <laughs> <laughs> I mean, first films too, <laughs> even though I'm older. <laughs> um, no, I've been doing last year a first feature film, and and next year I'm doing another first film. So for me, it's part of the of being, you know. Uh, and I don't think of first film. I don't mind first film or third film or thirty. You know, I don't. This is not something that is really taking me in. It's it's what's in and the the what you feel of the person that drags you into it, and you want to you want to take the chance because a film is always a bet. You never know how it's going to be at the end, and but you want to plunge into it and have that experience and sharing it. So, so whether it's a first film or and it doesn't matter. Yeah. Copy that. <laughs> sort of flipping the question on its head, um, Juliette, in uh, your work with Claire Denis in the last, in recent years, you've, uh, I think, done something really special, which is across three films, which are each quite distinct. You, uh, I think for audiences, it's very been very evident how your working relationship uh, with Claire has developed over the course of these years and these projects. And I wonder if you could just talk about that, about growing a relationship with a filmmaker. Well, it's just that <laughs> being, uh, being on set. <laughs> yeah, you have a mask, but it shows still. You have your, your, your blonde hair coming out. <laughs> we recognize you. Um, actually, for me, it's always observing you, Claire, uh, finding, you know, searching for the shot, searching the way you're going to approach the, the scene uh, is always, for me, fantastic to witness because it's a process that has no rules. It's just l the need and the love and what you, what you like, what you feel like. You, yeah, there's something mysterious there that I love witnessing. And... And and it's not. Um, I don't think we think that we're doing a second film or a third film together. It's not about that. It's about the subject matter, and and to be truthful to what you feel. That that's really what it is. As a director and also as an actor, you there's a truth in you that has to come out, that needs to be registered to make a film. And as when you position the, 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 the camera, there's a truth to it that belongs to a feeling. But there's no, I mean, of course there's some, I heard Claire, for example, saying, yeah, close up. Uh, there's a close up and there's a point of view on the other character. That, that I, I, okay, I thought, okay, they discussed how they're going to film this. <laughs> uh, but then the rules changes because... You know the what the intuition takes you in to something new is is really what 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 makes films uh, the mystery of films. Uh, so 
even though the films are distinct, uh, distinct, uh, um, it feels that I've never been into a system, and and it's been new each time. I think your comment uh, leads in beautifully to uh, another question I have, which is the fact that all three of the films that we're highlighting today. Um, in, in both of your performances, Juliette, and in your performance, Deborah, you're both, uh, your characters are withholding something. You're they're, they're sort of, uh, there's, a, there's a defensiveness or a self-protectiveness to all three characters, to Sarah in Fire and Marianne in Between Two Worlds, and then for Aisa in Robust. You're all holding your cards close to the chest, uh, whether for practical reasons or for maybe sort of emotional preservation, self-preservation. Um, and so what goes into creating a performance like that where perhaps you're, you're having to withhold something from the audience that maybe then you have to let out? It was in my short career. <laughs> it was my, the first time I, I, had to, um, I had to play characters so quiet with holding something and playing it made me um, uh, listening closer to my character, even whispering to her, to this character. And um, I, to be honest, at the beginning I was like, oh my God, why does she never tell us what she thinks? We <laughs> it will, things will be so much easier. <laughs> why? And I was so like, and the, the the director comes to she was like, Deborah, be patient. I know what I wrote. I'm like, yeah, but we're wasting so much time. <laughs> and finally, um, for my character, her withholding um, all her feelings, her just walking really with so much confidence throughout this story, it's her biggest strength, finally. This is what I, I, I learned. So what was the question? <laughs> How do you how do you uh, create a performance where the character is really keeping a secret or or I I don't think I create a uh, I create a character really uh, um, on this one anyway yeah? because you were specific about this film I think I was um, somehow we were all trying to survive because the subject matter was very tough uh, and. Uh, and also uh, Vincent, uh, who's the other actor who's playing in the film, his method of working is quite different from mine. So there was, there was a sort of a uh, confrontation uh, that we had to both to, to survive. And, and Claire was also s surviving meanwhile uh, during the shooting. So I think uh, I had no preconception of what I was gonna and how I was gonna play it. It's just that I knew uh, this script was, um, was, uh, had some kind of music with it. And, but I, it was good in a way because uh, Vincent was, was, was pushing me, you know, uh, in, a, in his own way because uh, he had uh, some more freedom with the text. So that was a lot of um, back and forth. But I, I, I think what comes out of it in this film is that there's a surviving uh, uh, feeling, and I think that's the, one of the strengths that you can feel. Um, <clears throat> but um, there was no uh, 
preconception of a of a of a performance because it's not always. Sometimes I I work very specifically about you know what I've got to do, but I like sometimes to throw myself into it and and see what happens. Do do you both uh, do you, when you're working on a character where in the dialogue there isn't a great deal of exposition about the character's background? Do you, as part of your process, try to fill in those details internally, or do you? focus on the words on the page and don't interrogate where this character is coming from, what their past life Depends, is. Depends, because in Robust, I didn't have that much information, and it was the will of the, the, the director. She didn't want me to overthink of any background of my character. She just wanted me to go with the flow and uh, so it depends now uh, when I have information I do not force myself to create a background and to try to feel it but I just wait and see what it does on me I think it's a more natural way to work and I don't want to feel because um, uh, any forced thing it can be seen on screen and it's the worst thing ever I think where you don't have details on the character in the screenplay uh, you create I, I create uh, so I'm I because there are circumstances of, a, of the character of what you've got to play so sometimes it's very helpful mm -hmm. if you don't have them you create them and it helps to get in it's as simple as that in uh, in between two worlds Juliette you're uh, playing a character who's based on a real person um, as the film is is based on a, a book that was a work of nonfiction. Did you do research into the real person whose life and experience your character was based it's on? It's not really the real person. No, it's, uh, it, well, it's close mm. because she's a writer mm -hmm. as uh, Florence Lubnay is a journalist, but writer at the same time. Uh, but no, I didn't, we didn't think it was necessary because uh, it was Marianne and not Florence. And, uh, and it wasn't about that. No. I, uh, you, you mentioned Vincent Landon, your co-star in, in Fire, um, and uh, Deborah in Robust. You work uh, opposite <laughs> the great Jean de Pardieu. Uh, and the only one. <laughs> <laughs> and it's truly. Do you know him? You, you, did you ever work with him? Yes, you, yeah. you did. Yeah. And uh, you, it's, it's, a, it's almost, uh, the, the film is, is anchored on your, French, your character's growing friendship, and it, the, you, uh, it's it's almost a buddy film. It's it's about the pair of you, and you have an incredible chemistry with him in a way that you know uh, is is I think one of the great charms of the film. And I, I'm just curious uh, what that collaboration was like. Um, the um, the read the, the plot of Robust is two people who are living in really opposite worlds, meet and just learn how to look at each other. And I think this happened between me and Girard. We just looked uh, at each other and we just, uh, I don't know how you say, reniflet. You just uh, <laughs> smelled each other to see who was who. I knew who he was, obviously. Everyone knows who he was, but he didn't know who I was. Um, and um, and I think this is how our relationship and this chemistry uh, um, 
um, happened. And um, it, it couldn't be otherwise, I think, because he's not really patient if he doesn't love you. <laughs> see yourself out. <laughs> but uh, fortunately, he liked me for a second. <laughs> And uh, uh, Juliette, what about the ensemble who you worked with in Between Two Worlds? That's a, it's a very, I imagine a very different kind of on-set chemistry when it's, um, when, when you're one of a group rather than, a, a, you know, a, a smaller number like a love triangle or a buddy film. Yeah, well, the, the, the situation was very different in that film because um, there were mostly non-actors uh, and and Emmanuel at the beginning of the shooting, uh, he said, uh, "Well, I don't I don't know anything about acting. You're you're being responsible of it. You take care of it." <laughs> so that was fun in a way, but it was I was trying to make them as comfortable as as possible and con confident with themselves. But the the joy of playing was was really taking them in. And sometimes it wasn't easy because it was cold, it was windy, it was in the middle of the night. And one of the characters, the main, the, uh, what the main, the, one of the main characters uh, that you may see um, uh, tonight um, or in the afternoon, um, her name is Christelle, Hélène in life. And she she said, "Oh no, I'm I'm too cold. I, I want to go away." Yeah, I'm, and and I said, "No, you cannot go away. You have you have to play. You know, this is your chance now." And so it was funny to see the realities be, being different, but how how they learn that it, it takes something of you. You know, you've got to give your soul. You've got to give everything you have, possibly, uh, in order to you know, lift the story as where it needs to go. So, but that was a lot of fun, I have to say. It was, it was a very joyful uh, exchange. When you, uh, when you see the finished product after you've put in the, the process of, of building these relationships, of, of sort of finding your way to the character, are you often surprised? Are you, uh, I mean, with, with, uh, with fire or uh, both sides of the blade, were, were you, uh, was there surprise to seeing the finished product, the sort of the alchemy of it? I was surprised, I knew no Claire. I was surprised, of course, um, because between the script and the film, sometimes it's not, it's not the same. Mm -hmm. So you're discovering a new kind of story, but at the same time, that's the game. The director has the editor, you know, the editing in his, in he, his or her, her hands, and that's part of the game. But sometimes it's painful as an actor because you see some of the scenes that are not there anymore, and it's been a lot of work, you know, uh, putting them together. Or you remember the memory of a scene is you really, uh, uh, it is inside of you, you know, because it's like giving birth. And suddenly, when you know that it, it was certainly not not in the, in the film it's so painful but you've get you've got to get over it because it's part of the you have to let go and it's it is painful 
But it takes time, but you recover, and that's part of it. But I still remember with uh, Amos Gitai, for example, there was one scene that was amazing, and he didn't put it in the film. And I said, but you're crazy. Why? And, or Abbas Kiarostami, there was one scene I really, one take, I mean, one take I really loved. And, and I was trying to fight for it. And he said, well, he said to me, because he showed me the film, he had finished the film two days after shooting, which is amazing, because he was editing while shooting. And so on the Thursday, he showed me the film, and I said, why didn't you put that, that take? And he said, uh, because it's too much, it's too much. And so I said, well, show me the take. I want to see the take. So he showed me the take and said, but no, it's wonderful. <laughs> and he said, well, if you were a director, would you put that scene in the film? Of course I would put that scene in the film. And he said, no, no, I'm telling you, it's not good. I said, okay, but whatever. You, just, you decide because you're the director. And it ended up like that. It was, it was, it's painful, but it was joyful at the same time. Need a petition to include it on the DVD, the extra. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you feel the same way, Daniel? Uh, about is if it's painful? Yes, painful. it's painful <laughs> to see yourself on the screen, of course. Uh, um, but um, um, yeah, of course, I agree with what Juliet says, and um, I have sometimes I have mixed feeling, you know, about um, when sometimes I see uh, a joyful scenes. Mm -hmm. Uh, it happened not in this film, but another one, uh, The Braves, that will be in theater in two weeks. Uh, there's a really joyful scene we did with my partner, but I remember you talk about the feeling you had shooting these scenes, and I remember I wasn't feeling good that day. And it's so weird because I've watched the film two or three times, and people around me are laughing, they're so happy, and I'm like, I'm dying inside, <laughs> I remember. So it's so, it's crazy to keep the, the feeling I had while filming it, but the scenes is totally anything else. I forgot a part of question, what is it? <laughs> no, no, no. It, there's a di what you mean is that there's a difference between what you feel while you're playing yes. and watching the scene on screen. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. There's a big difference. It's true. Yeah. Do you find when you're, uh, both of you, uh, when there's, you know, coming back to the, the question from earlier about sort of being guarded and, and withholding information and then um, reaching a point of, of opening up, of coming out with your feelings. I'm thinking of the ending of, of Fire, uh, Juliet, and, and just how uh, the emotional states of Sarah become so much more uh, sort of present and immediate the more the drama unfolds. And the same way in Robust, uh, Deborah, there's, uh, there's sort of a, a couple of pivotal moments at the end where your defenses come down and you just have to sort of emote, is that, how do you, uh, when you're talking about how you feel while you're filming, are those moments especially difficult? Or are they especially perhaps uh, easy to access because of your emotional states? So it's about pivotal moments for the character, isn't it? Yes. 
um, for Aisa, I remembered, and um, so I was joking about the fact that she's keeping everything for herself, and then sometimes it could be really tiring. But finally, you can guess that I've been really touched by her, and I started loving her. So the moment when she let go, when she finally breaks free of her thoughts and just be her. I'm really happy for her, but I had to always remember where she's coming from. And then um, I have also to remember that there's a path that continues even after the credits at the end. And just this breaking free, just the beginning of something else we won't attend to. <laughs> well, it depends on the films, but uh, on fire uh, or uh, two sides of the blade, um, it was a painful shooting anyway for everyone. So um, suddenly the feelings that are coming through you, you're not, um, they were truthful. I, there was not trying to, uh, to play something that wasn't truth uh, because it was written in another way. So it ended up being something else, but it's part of uh, being you know, truthful to, uh, to uh, as you're shooting and you're unfolding the story, you, you're discovering, it, it reveals itself somehow. So it's, uh, I think uh, Claire wanted to, sh had the idea of another end, and it, it ended up being something different because of what we had been through, because we were knocked out. I felt knocked out uh, at the end of the shooting. And... And so that's the that's somehow the price you pay, um, because uh, some films are j more joyful than others. It's part of the game. It's like uh, in life, you know, there are peri periods of time that are are tougher than others. It's part of uh, and but you've got to be still in it and do it and not not break out, you know, and not come out of the game because it's. That's the the inside contract you have with, with, uh, with life. I'd say because shooting is about, or whatever you do, something with passion is about your commitment to your life and to life and the people you you love. And it's the story of that woman because uh, even though she knows that it's horrible to have another relationship, she loves the man she's living with and. And she suddenly have this love that is coming back to her. And she didn't expect that. She's, she's so upset in a way. But yet, there's a courage in saying, I want to live that because that's part of who I am. I don't know. I cannot judge it from outside. I cannot put myself in the fridge and feel nothing. I have to be alive and and know whether it's important or not, go through it. And she's fighting for that freedom, it's true. And I think I'm like that. Oh my God, I want to watch this film so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. This Film at Lincoln Center episode is brought to you by Netflix presenting The Power of the Dog. Nominated for 12 Academy Awards, including Best Picture and Best Director Jane Campion, whose return to cinema after 12 years has brought what critics are calling the Best Picture of the Year. With the acclaimed cast of Academy Award nominees Benedict Cumberbatch, Kirsten Dunst, Cody Smith-McPhee, and Jesse Plemons, and a team of expert artisans including winning cinematographer Ari Wegner and the original score from Johnny Greenwood, 
Campion's The Power of the Dog tells a story of strength and vulnerability that has been embraced by the industry and audiences globally. Peter Travers of ABC News called it a triumph in every sense of the word. For your awards consideration. Would you say that you love your characters? Would you say that you uh, become attached to them in some way or, or that you have to love them in order to to embody them? I'd say you not you don't love your character from outside. You you you've you've tried to understand the trigger, the roots of what's going on, and and they're in you anyway. So then it's you cannot say, you know, I'm in love with myself. It's not about that. It's uh, you love the, you love exposing. The, 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 the question of what it is to be in that situation, exposing what it is to be in front of us, you know, a, a, a character in the film, uh, or, and, and, and the scene reveals yourself by itself, if it's well, well written and well filmed, because the position of the camera also helps you uh, to reveal something. The camera is here, or it's over there, it's, it, 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 it signifies, it signifies something different somehow. And so whether you're conscious of or, or not about it as, as an actor, because you've got to forget s some layers of, of the reality, you've got to go into a, in, an inside place, but it, it helps sometimes when a, the, the, the camera is not in the, maybe in the eyes or somewhere that you feel that there's a connection, it's very hard to play a scene. So, but when the director knows where to put the camera, it changes your, your, the, the inside perspective. You're, you're more able to go into it or, or the shyness, you know, that is supposed to happen, you know, is, helps, you know, with, with that position. It, that's why it's so important to choose who you're working with uh, because it's, it changes your world as an actor. Yeah, I agree with Juliet too. Me um, looking for what's the trigger of my character, it's me finally loving them and learning them and uh, um, get to know them. So, yeah, I, I can't play a character I hate. I can't, I can play a character I disagree with because the dialogue would be really interesting, but it's hard to play a character you hate. And we are so, it's such a privilege. I don't know if you, th you, you think that, but my job is such a privilege. I don't have time to hate. <laughs> I don't have the right. When you're working, do you think in terms of influences of, of other performances that, that inspire you? Or do you try to uh, sort of not put blinders on, but, but limit your attention to just the person who you are inhabiting? Um, depends too, because most of the time the director has like or a watch list of films or music or some inspiration he has in his bag and wants me to, to read and to go through. But uh, yeah, it depends. If I need inspiration, I will go search for, but it doesn't do anything to my concentration of me being focused because it's, something I can protect. And uh, I know I have a mission, I, ha I know I have a story to tell, I know a director 
trust me. So it's enough just to stay gathered and centered and just spot on. <laughs> yeah, it depends on the role, of course. Uh, um, but I, I love being inspired by others, mm, other films or or it can be just walking in the forest or, you know, it's, uh, it's, um, you have to taking things, but at the same time, you can also play from nothing, from the desert. And you need sometimes the silence that it allows so many possibilities. So there's no rules. It's, it's, um, um, for fire or uh, um, two sides of the blade, um, it's different because uh, Claire and I knowing each other and the the writer who I know a little bit as well and who wrote as well Let the Sun Sunshine In. Um, so there's a familiarity that is 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 nice to go back with. And um, but the 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 unknown was Vincent. You know, I had to suddenly uh, um, share, uh, that was, and for him as well, he had to share, and, that, and so that was, there was a lot of back and forth, and, and it was complex and, and em emotionally draining, but I think we, we try our best. <laughs> well, I, I do wanna open it up to the audience. If you have a question, uh, just ask, and then I'll repeat it into the microphone uh, at the same time. The question is about uh, whether your uh, experience of playing a character bleeds into your real life. I guess it's a question of where performance and authenticity come together. She's too experienced to... <laughs> no, a, maybe it's, a, it's a question you should have asked me because with her experience, she cannot... Sorry, but she... <laughs> I mean, you know who she is. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> uh, for me, acting has always been saying the truth. That's the difference, you know, uh, because it's about recreating life acting. So, and you've got to know yourself <laughs> a little bit and, and throw yourself into a truthful place. Uh, and that's the difficulty of it. Of course, because meanwhile you've got to know your text, you've got to know, you've got to be able to, to tap into the emotion, you've got to know the mark, you've got to be, you know, uh, listening really carefully, you know, of, of everything, and throw yourself into it. So there's so many layers, you've got to. That's why it's difficult, but at the same time, that's the challenge is worth it because it, it's really taking you into. Uh, the core of life somehow, uh, uh, of what it is to be a human being. And that's why it's so, uh, you get so passionate about it. Because it's not, a, it's through yourself, but it's not about yourself. Uh, and, and if you lie in front of a camera, it shows <laughs> very badly, very badly. But that's how, you, how do you, how do you rec recreate life? is what the, the, the question is for an actor. And there are many ways of recreating life. But also the space that happens between actors, of course, but also with the director, is very interesting because it's about 
the trust, being able to carry on into the, 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 the search of something you don't know, but you know it's there. And that's, that's the, the, the fantastic to, uh, to be able to, uh, to experience that. That's why, as you said, you know, you're so privileged of, uh, of being an actor because it's about the incarnation. It's about being uh, through yourselves, through your soul, through your, your, your tool, your body and, and life, how you'll be able to say the truth of that particular story to the world. The trust you put into a director, that's the first step as an actor, as well as the director towards the actor. I think the trust is really the place where the heart beats and you can go far together like that. Um, what happened, what, what I, I've been uh, witnessing uh, when I've been working with the first feature film is that the director wants to control because he's frightened that he's not going to do the film he wants, that you're going to take the power uh, because he doesn't know, he doesn't trust you enough yet. So I remember in, I was shooting with Piero Messina. It was his first film in Sicily. And, and uh, I remember the first day he jumped into me. And in saying, don't do this and, and do that. And I say, hey, uh, I think uh, I didn't say yet anything because I was so surprised by his fear. Uh, so I think the first day I let him uh, to observe what he was doing uh, and making sure that if, if I was really understanding what was going on in him, then after that first day, I spoke to him and I said, you know what, you've got to leave me a little free because otherwise you're not going to get the performance you may have and that may interest you more than what you already imagine. So what happened is that I said to him, okay, here's the deal. I do three takes where you leave me alone and after the third take, you can, do, you can make me do anything you want. I'll be with you and follow you wherever you want. So we have that rule, and it worked. Then after that, it was, it was like that. But most of great directors, they let you free because they know that you know more, better, because you're in it. After that, the choice of the film, they know better because there's an equilibrium they've got to find in between different characters, in the, in the emotional journey. I know the emotional journey of my character and of somehow of the film, but after that, it's in their hands, and it needs to be in their hands, because you need, unless you have a, you know, a special relationship with the director and, and you can work, you know, it, ha it, it can happen, but not always, but uh, I hope I answered. It's so important we become creative in our lives. And, and I think it's very, um, I'm very touched by what you just said and taking the time, and I know it seems to, to be very long, but I'm touched to the fact that to reconnect with the creative side of ourselves takes courage. 
and it's beautiful to expose it because it, it's you take the risk of boring people and but it's it's important because I think uh, as actors or directors or any artistic it's it's to move people into their creative world personal creative world and so I cannot thank you enough to 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 say that because it, it's so important. And what I do as an actress is to try for people to reconnect with their emotions. Mainly it's about that. There's, there's not a lot of purpose uh, in my need of being an actor, but this one is very important because we are living separated inside of us. Our mind is separated with our body, with our heart, with our soul, with our feet. And it, it, it should be one, one. And uh, so I'm so glad you're sharing that uh, um, because it's uh, the separation between the body and the mind is, is horrible. And that's why we, we walk in the street and we don't see people on the floor dying. And I think it's so important we reconnect with, with our, our soul and, 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 and body and eyes and everything. So, so it doesn't matter whether it's going to be done or not, you know, as a film, but that you find the click into being creative, and whether it's painting, whether it's writing, whether it's baking a cake of bread or whatever, it, it doesn't matter. It, it's just, uh, it's so, so important because otherwise we, we become like wood. You know, we're like, we, there's nothing, that we have fire in us. It needs to be alive. That's all. So the expression, yeah. <clears throat> the the ex, ex, expressing the process, I do that almost in all of the interviews I'm doing. And I think sometimes it's boring for people. <laughs> but uh, but um, yesterday I did an interview of 45 minutes of the process of acting. And I don't know, I can't remember the, 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 the journalist, but uh, he had made like almost uh, 200 interviews of actors and the process. So you have, you have uh, interviews of, of uh, people being interested in knowing the process, but the process is, is long because it's in my encounters with teachers or you know, coaches or directors or actors. I'm learning, or life, you know, Acting is, is a reflection of something so personal. Uh, and, and, I, I, and I believe, and that's one thing, the more you're getting older, the more the acting becomes interesting. It's like fine wine, baby. <laughs> I think that's a great note to end on. Um, so please stay in your seats just for a moment and join me in thanking our guests. This Film at Lincoln Center episode is brought to you by The Worst Person in the World, Academy Award-nominated Best International Feature and Best Original Screenplay. Chronicling four years in the life of Julie, this modern story about the quest for love and meaning explores a young woman's navigation of the troubled waters of her personal and professional life. 
The Guardian hails the film as an instant classic. Watch The Worst Person in the World, now in theaters. <laughs>